Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. I'm a motorhead, you know that. I love I love motorsports, and uh, as sports are slowly starting to get back, um, racing, one of them, we've seen NASCAR and IndyCar uh, back on the track with uh, obviously limited uh, people in the stands or no one at all. However, not so much, uh, not so good news for Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, who announced uh, just before the weekend that uh, the remaining half of the season will be, in fact, cancelled. To talk more about all of this, co-owner of Canadian Tire Motorsports Park and racing legend Ron Fellows, he is with us now. Ron, thank you for the time. Hope you're doing well. We are doing well. And you? Uh, I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing pretty good, but it, it must be disappointing for you. Uh, you know, racing one of those things you think they might be able to pull off. Why, why canceling the Silverado 250 and, uh, the big bike doubleheader? Yeah. The, the, the issue is, um, again, with, uh, a large gathering not being possible, um, and, and respecting the, uh, um, you know, the guidelines when it, when it comes to that. Uh, and the inability for, you know, the, a lot of the competitors, certainly in, uh, you know, our big NASCAR weekend with the, uh, um, with the NASCAR, uh, Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series coming across the border. Um, right. that, that is, the border is an issue. So, yeah. you know, I think the, I think the, uh, everyone, you know, from, you know, Canadian Tire, Chevrolet, you know, everybody wants to do the right thing. And, um, yes, we'd love to, we'd love to try to host. And, yes, it's disappointing, but, you know, this is things that are out of our control. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the safe thing to do is to uh, uh, push it to, uh, to 2021. And, and, yes, it's a, a strange season at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, but, Again, these are things that are out of our control, and, and uh, you know the most important thing is is people staying uh, uh, safe and healthy. You know, from from spectators to officials to competitors and and everybody that's part of it. And obviously, I know that uh, up there at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, you do more things than just the main four uh, big races that you hold. How how difficult will this be for Canadian Tire Motorsport Park to to endure this? Yeah, no, it, it's. Um... Uh, we'll be fine. Uh, we've got we've got great partners in uh, you know in, in a, a number of key partners. Canadian Tire, Canadian Tire being our our primary partner, and, and they're very understanding. Um, you know, and and uh, and certainly uh, the ownership group, uh, Carlo Fidani and, and my wife Linda and myself. Um, yeah, no, it, it it is what it is, and. and you know our our president GM Miles Brandt is uh, yeah he's he's got to sharpen his pencil so to speak and um, it, it is what it is you know the the good news is we're we're able to run uh, you know, we we started in late May with uh, with openings for uh, the track rental um, right. on both the uh, uh, Grand Prix server and the and the driver development track. As well as the as well as the uh, karting center, and um, you know we're we're there's certainly limited gatherings, non-spectator, um, but certainly the the uh, the response to uh, a reopening for for track days for the uh, for the for the driving enthusiasts uh, has been very very good, and uh, you know we'll we'll, uh, we'll have a we'll have a very a very full schedule of that. Uh, but just unfortunately, no uh, 
no spectator events. Uh, is this a, as an opportunity in the sense that it's a chance to do things at the facility uh, since it is closed? Um, you, that's a great segue, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things that we, we did do um, during the shutdown or, or continuing to upgrade it, the track surface on the on the Grand Prix circuit is uh, the majority of it is 20 years old, and so what we've done, uh, what we did during the shutdown, and, and we've we've got a few more upgrades to do, is a complete uh, repave of all four kilometers of the of the Grand Prix mm. circuit. So, um, it you know it it was the it's uh, the timing was right, obviously with uh, with not a lot of activity. And, um, you know, in terms of working with uh, a couple of the uh, paving companies, their timing was good to, uh, to make it happen for us. Um, so that, uh, you know, it, it's something that, that was needed. And we, no pun intended, kind of accelerated that plan. And, um, yeah, the, the uh, you know. How much does will, that? We will, benefit for, we will benefit for that over the next uh uh, 15, 18 years. Hopefully. How much does that, like a repave, change the personality of a track? Like, will that automatically make it faster? It it should. It typically it does a little bit just because it's smoother. Um, the 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 surface uh, uh, has. It remains to be seen uh, in terms of lap time. Yet once the uh, once the, the surface gets worn in a little bit, right now it's a it's a it's a little bit uh, yeah smooth, but there's not a ton of grip, which is, mm. in my humble opinion, as a as a driver who believes in his own ability, uh, <laughs> yeah, make it uh, make it more challenging. Which is maybe you know when you've got a when you've got a slip and slide just a little bit, and uh, uh, set your car up and and uh work on work on your own skill in terms of uh you know smoothness and and car control Uh, that makes it that much better you know a high grip is easy a little bit less grip is is uh, more challenging all right so uh and i talked about this on the show uh before uh last year uh but uh, my son kurt and i were lucky enough to go for a ride with you a hot lap uh in, in one of the corvettes uh, between the races uh, last time, and, and my boys is like, oh man, we're not going to get to do that this year. But uh, <laughs> I, I have to tell you, this was odd, this was by far one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Oh, good. Uh, good. And as as I'm as I'm going through that, I realized, you know, because I played over my head. I was like talking to you. I think I was leaning over at one point to see how fast we were going. How distracting is it to try to drive when you got a bonehead sitting next to you? <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're not. We're as as much as it it certainly uh, felt fast. We're not. We are not on the uh, very limit. It's, right. Uh, you know, we're, we're leaving a little bit, uh, little little bit of a safety margin. Right. But no, it's it's absolutely no problem. There are, you know, there the racing drivers do do have to do a little bit of multitasking, in uh, when you're on track, whether it's uh, looking at looking at gauges, talking to crew members, um, spotters, um, you know, making, making tiny little adjustments in the car, whether it's, you know, a brake bias, uh, uh, power steering adjustment that, that, uh, 
a Corvette race car had, you know, that kind of thing. So it's not, uh, it, it, it's not that bad at all. Hopefully, you didn't, hopefully it wasn't too scary. <laughs> no, no, it was perfect. Um, and one of the reasons we were looking forward to it this year is because there's a brand new Corvette, uh, which we also gotcha. talked about. I got to see it at the auto show, and that being more of a mid-engine car instead of the, the big nose front end that the Corvette normally would have uh, that we took a drive in last year. As a guy that's raced these things, you were you were with Corvette Racing. You taught the Earnhards how to do this uh, road race and such. Um, is it much different driving a front engine car compared to a rear engine, as with these two Corvettes? What, what's going to be the difference from one to another? Yeah, the, the biggest thing is um, you know the the level of uh, feedback you get in the in the through your hands and the steering wheel is it, it's it's much more precise. And, and the response is just that much better. You're, you're also, the difference between the a C7 and the, and the new C8 mid-engine is, is also the fact that you're sitting um, basically 16 inches closer to the front wheels yeah. so that there's a, there's a slightly different sensation as well. That, uh, um, certainly the visibility is that much better, but, but typically... You know, with a you know, I've driven uh, until the until the C8. I've not really driven anything um, mid-engine. I've driven rear-engine mm-hmm. race cars, and uh, the, you know, certainly the mid-engine, the level of balance is is just it's outstanding. And again, you get you get um, more more front-end response with the with the mid-engine versus a mm-hmm. versus the front engine. Where and and they do things just a little bit differently. Typically, you'll have um, you know, front engine will have a little bit more understeer uh, early in the corner, and we'll get oversteer at the exit. The uh, the mid engine for me, it, it's a right. little bit more understeer uh, mid corner and exit, and gets so, and gets tremendous forward traction with uh, with that mid engine configuration, particularly. And I and I I can tell you, I've done a few laps at uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park in a C8. And uh, certainly, the forward traction out of uh, Moss, uh, Moss Corner Five uh, B is just off the charts good. Wow! Which is why, it, which is why it has such uh, uh, tremendous uh, zero to one hundred k acceleration numbers. I'm getting tingles just listening to this. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Um, so when you got in it for the first time, was it that much different than driving the C7? Did it take you a while to, oh, it's doing this, not that? Yeah, just, uh, you know, it, it reminded me of uh, being in a, in a rear engine a rear engine race car where you're, mm-hmm. you're closer to the front wheels, the visibility. You know, when you don't have that, that uh, long, long nose out front, it's the, the visibility is that much better. Um, yeah, just the, just the overall, uh, response that you get, the, the, the feel through your hands was just, uh, that much, that much, um, that much greater. Um, yeah, and, and, um, as I said, it reminded me of, of jumping in a, a rear engine race car for the, for the first time and, and, uh, uh, just so much more responsive, you know, the stability, the overall stability is just that much better, um, you know the C8, for example, has got uh, as a just as a production car has uh, pretty darn good uh, downforce, and that was one of the things that I noticed at uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, like Turn Two, Turn Four, for instance, where there is some ele- some sharp elevation, and you're going 
you know, 100 and yeah. 150, 160 kilometers an hour, the uh, the stability and the uh, and the grip that you know that comes from the, the overall balance of the car, plus uh, some additional downforce that uh, that it has over the uh, previous generations Corvettes. I was really uh, curious to see what this would look like when I went to the auto show, and because I'm thinking, my goodness, because this car is all nose and has been for the longest time, uh, more so, I guess, in the earlier years. But what amazed me is it looks exactly like a Corvette, but it looks different. Like they've really yeah. captured the look and everything that it, it was with the new generation of it. Yeah, the I mean, the you know the design and engineering team at uh, Corvette has, has just done a magnificent job. They, you know, this is, this is, um, it's, it's a lot, it's certainly a long time coming, but it, it's, uh, um, you know, they've, they've talked about it and planned, um, and, and, and I think they've just, they've absolutely nailed it with this car. It's just, uh, uh, it's the, the comforts, you know, the inside the car, there's more, there's more leg room than the C7, and more headroom. Um, just the way the, the, the cockpit is laid out, it's just, uh, very intuitive. Um, the, the dual clutch, it is, you know, the, the difference with, uh, the C, the eighth generation Corvette as well is mm-hmm. there's one transmission and it's the dual clutch automatic, uh, but has the, uh, the manual mode to, uh, for the paddle shift and, uh, the, the paddle shift, it's, uh, it's so quick and, and responsive, um, changing gears it's uh, super impressive but no more no more manual hmm how does that make you feel because i noticed even that with the one that you took us for a ride in last year it was the same thing it was all on the steering wheel it was the it, it was the paddle shift uh, yeah. uh, uh your thoughts on that um you know it, it's it takes uh, i'm old yeah <laughs> so, so, i i you know i still got a six-speed uh, I, like, ma- I, I still like, i still I like, drive a six-speed like manual so i like that yeah yeah no i'm with you um, you know, the manual is, uh, is, it's certainly, uh, it's more work. Um, but when you look at the, when you look at the technology and, and the, you know, what it does for, you know, running an, an eight speed, for example, uh, the, the, the gearing, the, the, uh, the quality of the, the shifting, it just, it's just, it just improves the overall performance. I mean, just for everyday driving. Mm. Uh, the, the seamlessness of the of the the shifts, the fuel mileage, um, I think it's just it, it's the way to go. You know, all yeah, all race cars are are paddle shift, and and uh, that's where we're headed. Ron Fellows has been with us from Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Bad news: the season canceled for the rest of the year. Good news: uh, they'll be back next year, bigger than ever. That and the new Corvette. Ron, as always, thank you so much. Love chatting with you. You be well. Anytime. You too. Thank you, Scott. Take care. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML.